0: Welcome to Game of Books podcast. I'm Kathy in South Dakota. And I'm Christy in South Florida. We're two newbie writers who share our love of food, wine, and mystery through interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors. And our virtual book club. And even our fun writing lessons with writing experts. Join us on today's adventure. Welcome to the Game of Books podcast, Corks in Conversation with Richard Meredith. Yes, this is sure to be a fun episode. (laughs) You do
1: realize, Kathy, that we're continuing our September trend where we talk to
0: (laughs) authors who live in California. I actually hadn't realized that before we started doing this every week and everyone's from California, which has been very interesting.
1: Yes, we're, we're spreading the time zones out, yeah. so it's always a, a good coordination going
0: on. Um, so anyway, Kathy, why don't you introduce the author for today? I would be happy to. We are here today with author Richard Meredith. He's a native of Flint, Michigan, um, but moved to California while serving in the U.S. Navy. And after getting his undergraduate and graduate degrees in biology, he worked as a marine scientist and wildlife biologist for the federal government and the private sector both. Um, the, his latest book, The Crow's Nest, draws heavily on his work aboard uh, commercial tuna boats and marine research vessels in the Pacific Ocean. Um, you, We'll know this name, Catherine Coulter, right? The New York Times best-selling author of Deadlock says of the Crows Nest, an improbable hero teams up with a wily sea captain to bring down a dangerous drug cartel. A nail biter climax will keep you guessing whether they will survive. Don't miss this fast-paced adventure. So pretty exciting, right? Yes. <laughs> so um Rick, it's really nice to talk with you today. Welcome.
2: Well, thanks so much for having me. This is really a pleasure, and I really appreciate it. There's, there's one other thing we, I think we have in common this month. Oh, yeah? Marine Biologist Month.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
2: Yeah, is it because, really? Yeah, because wasn't it uh, Joseph Reed you just spoke to uh, yes. a weeks ago? <laughs> yes, yes and, I, and I got the
1: marine biology, but kind of, you know, mine might be every month.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> although awesome. I don't practice anymore so there you go <laughs> that's all
2: awesome. well, I'm not either I'm done with that I'm <laughs> no but thanks for having me I really do appreciate the opportunity
0: thanks well we're excited to talk with you before we get started with the big questions um, Christy why don't you tell us the wine we are all enjoying for today for this afternoon Okay,
1: sure. Um, well, Rick, you suggested a petite Syrah from Amador County. Am I pronouncing that right? Amador, Amador yeah. Mm-hmm. Amador. Amador. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> you know, us being from all over the place, we weren't able to get um, the same wines, um, but I'd love to hear which wine you're drinking and why you chose that.
2: Well, I got uh, actually a petite Syrah that I... Uh... <gasps>
1: Wow. Oh, nice. (laughs)
2: That's that's our own Syrah, and I just made a label for it.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, wow. So you've made wine.
2: Uh, Well, actually, I was a... I was involved with a friend of ours who who made the wine. All I did was go up there on bottling day and bottled like, you know, 200 cases of it. And then I she oh, gave me about 10 cases. I put my own labels on it and claimed to be a vintner. So
1: <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> awesome. That's a great idea. We got to think of that for Game of Books. Well, I tell you I did get a Petite Syrah. Excellent. The area that it's from is Danegan Hills.
2: Delegate, that's Dunnigan uh, that's north of Sacramento, a little bit northeast, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so it's not too far, but it's called Matchbook.
2: Oh, all right. I just like
1: that label. <laughs> and I and I said to myself, this is the only kind of matchbook they should have in California. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it but it, let's go ahead and have a sip and see All how right. It. All right. <laughs>
2: mm. Excellent. Very I do nice. like it. It's
1: very fruity. Mm-hmm. Also, Kathy, do you realize uh, this is the first red we've had this season? Oh, thank goodness. With YouTube. So (laughs) if all of a sudden my teeth get red, you let me know. (laughs) Good choice.
0: Very good choice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So let's get into the questions. Um, Here we go. So, Yeah. Yeah. You can hold the book up while I ask the first question. Um, (laughs) The plot of Crow's Nest takes a lot of twists and turns. I mean, I really, I truthfully had no idea how things were going to be resolved and without giving anything away, I (laughs) did love the surprising resolution. I mean, it was a lot of twists and turns and I was thinking this is a complex plot. So I wonder, Rick, do you, did you, this all just come to you once you do it all along or do you like outline meticulously when you come up with the plot?
2: Now, I'm a pantser. you know I, I like to oh. write, I like to write myself into a corner and try to get out.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> so,
2: and because I'm one thing I did learn is I'm not a writer, I'm a rewriter. So mm. it kept the plot kept evolving and changing, and I'd get a different idea, and I'd, I'd hear something in another book, you know, just a concept, and I'd go with it. So it was it was evolution. yeah, i'm I am. Well.
1: That's probably how it became so complex because you yeah. were rewriting and then Thonkus thought of something else and just kept going with it. How long did it take you to get through
2: the. I'd say about 18 months, but that's, I had this one editor and she actually, Loris Menard at uh, Comma Sense, she, she eliminated probably 10 characters because I was, oh, so wow. you know, I, <laughs> on the tuna boat, I had all these crewmen that had different things doing different things and I had so it really, she, she pared it down quite a bit because, it, you know, she said, I can't follow what everybody's doing. So. Right. And so about an 18 months and then, you know, another few months of editing. So. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So I was particularly taken by um, the cartel piece. I just thought that was really an interesting area of research and that whole underworld. And so I was curious, one, how did you, is this original research or did you have some, <laughs> Tell us about that, because I was really—I thought that was really—it just made the um, storyline that much more fascinating.
2: Well, it, you know, it's—it's it's, thank God for the internet and and Wikipedia, <laughs> but uh, you know, the, the homemade primitive submarines is, is a real thing. I saw a documentary on it. So that—that that was the germ of the idea. You know, And then what happens if you—you you had a crewman that kind of go? Well, I don't want to say too much, but you know, if you happen <laughs> to lose a, you know, lose a, a shipment, how would you recover? And that's where the tuna boat got involved in it. And that was my experience was on the tuna boat. So, uh, the cartel, though, is a lot of, you know, just a lot of reading and you know a lot of Don Winslow reading of his, his stuff on the cartel and uh, a couple other books. So, yeah.
0: And we're so thankful that your tuna research was original, not the cartel. (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We were trying to figure out,
1: um, beforehand, we were like, okay, um, should we call it a tuna boat or tuna, Sainer is that pronounced correctly? Well, Sainer is, is
2: the type of boat because, uh, you know, they're the ones that have the really long nets and they di- dispatch them with this big uh, uh, net skiff off the off the rear, off the aft. And then they make this big circle with the net. And then they have these two uh, big cables at the bottom and they purse the net closed at the bottom. So you have this big, the tuna and the dolphin are trapped in this big, oh,
1: yeah.
2: big net. So it's it's a sane net, and they call the high seas saner, is the term they yeah. use.
1: So, um, so and you had to spend the time on the boat as the marine biologist, like just to make sure that they were doing the thing, getting the right things and all that? Yeah, You
2: remember in the, in the 70s, late 70s, there was the whole controversy of the, the tuna dolphin. Well, mm-hmm. I was with the National Marine Fisheries Service at the time, just out of college. And ironically, I got the job. Well, one of the reasons I got the job was they they, they saw I was a Navy veteran, you know, as well as a mm-hmm. biologist. I never told them that I never saw a ship in the Navy. I was <laughs> top. sometimes you better just say yes.
0: Yes, <laughs> I am. That's right. Yeah, I did that. Yes,
2: I am. <laughs>
1: Right. That's right. Awesome. Yeah, because the su- the submarine too. I was like, I, I thought, wow, did he think of this himself? And I'm like, going, and is he giving people ideas now? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's actually a real thing. But I, what I want to do though is, I want to make you know, it, it convey the, the feeling of being trapped in this skinny little fiberglass tube, you know, 30, 30 feet under the sea with, no, you know, stifling hot, putrid air, you know. Yeah.
0: A little claustrophobia. Yeah, I was claustrophobic reading
1: it, actually. I was. I was like, how could anybody do this? No way. No way.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, Christy, I think it would be a great segue right now to do our question in the bottle. Ooh. Okay. Oh, no. This is a nice one.
1: Um, What's the most entertaining concert you've ever seen?
2: Just saw McCartney last year. You did? Yeah, in San Jose. But... About six months before I saw Bob Seeger's uh, last concert, and I grew oh. up with Bob Seeger because he was you know Detroit Flint, that whole thing, so yeah, those are the light, latest ones I've been to so but but then I saw Led at, at Keysar back in seventy <laughs> one so that was pretty cool too.
1: <laughs> you saw who? Led Zeppelin. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah yeah, that was before my time, sorry. Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm aging myself i know
0: no no, no. amazing You obviously are a concert goer I'm, i mean i'm really thankful you are when she asked that i thought what if you're not a?" Yeah. I know person?
1: right <laughs> well yeah. you could have come up with anything it could have been like well i saw the philharmonic last week or something yeah. <laughs> that's awesome but rock and roll that
0: sounds good yeah. okay so i want to segue i am so curious i think you might be the first author rick that we've talked to who um did the non-traditional route to publishing. And I'm really curious about your experience and why you took that route.
2: Well, I really, I'm really a primitive writer. I I, I had exactly one uh, writing class in college. I was always, <laughs> you know, Chris, yeah. you know, labs and, you know, yeah, you know, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: but I, I always read a lot and I always wrote a lot because we were doing scientific reports and things like that. But I got so sick of, you know, trying to be objective and, you know, no color in your writing. And I and I just said, you know, I want to do something where I can just let myself go. So, you know, and I, I went through a lot of classes and I did a lot of, you know, fault starts and, and uh, I I still, I don't, still do consider myself a writer, you know, <laughs> it's hard to you say. Don't. But, you
1: don't. You are uh, a writer. Yeah. It, it's
2: like, uh, I wasn't the kind of person who suffered anything, you know, I just kind of enjoy what I'm doing, you know, so it's. Well,
0: that's well, the best. What a yeah. concept, right? To enjoy yeah. your writing.
2: <laughs> I, do, I do enjoy it. And, uh, it's, it's been like, I, I, I've had so many influences and I just, you know, I kind of, like I say, I, 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 write what I've read.
0: So what, mm-hmm. do, what do you like to read if you're um, not doing research? What do you like to read to help you become a better writer?
2: I'm a very in genre reader though. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, Jillian Flynn, you know, um, mm-hmm. You know, Don Winslow, Michael Crichton was a favorite of mine because he had he always had the science background yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to read a lot. I read every, in fact, I reread them a lot two summers ago, all the uh, Travis McGee novels by John D. McDonald. Oh, that's down you know, in my neck of the woods. Yeah, the South Florida, you know, the sort <laughs> of whole thing. Uh, and uh, of course, I got started as, I, when I was 12, I, I, I went to see a James Bond movie. You know? Next wow. thing you know, I read all the Ian Fleming books, you know, so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very into honoria.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's how we all got started, I think. I mean, yeah. we love what we read, and then we start to write what we read. And it, Thanks. you know, similar background. Mm-hmm. I remember I've always enjoyed writing, as far as you know, the challenge and trying to write well. And but I really did pick classes that, if they said there was going to be a long paper in it, I was like, no, nah, yeah. I don't think so. I'll you understand. know, I'm just going to do the ones where I, you know, do the. Ca- or something. But, but now it's like, it is, if, if you love it, then it's still, it's still worthy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I tell, I tell people it's, it's the, uh, for me, I'm, I'm kind of a lazy writer, to be honest, but um, it's the hardest thing to start, the easiest thing to quit, but it's so much fun in between.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the hardest thing to start, but the easiest mm-hmm. thing to quit. It's so much fun in between. Wow. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Okay. So how did you come to this um, I mean, how did you get it in this final form here? You're at Moonshine Cove Publishing.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I, did, right. I, had, I had a bunch, you know, my first book was kind of self-published through Create Space, you know, and then the second one I went through, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, you know, agent after agent after agent, rejection after rejection. And I started going to small publishers and about the third or fourth one was uh, Gene Robinson and he, he liked it. And so I thought, you know, I lo- and I love, you know, moonshine cove what a great i know
0: right art. i know it's kind of that great sounds pretty
2: appropriate for me you know <laughs> yeah.
0: i saw that and i was like well that's the first thing yeah. i want to ask about i know because <laughs> we're you know we're kathy
1: and i are just a step behind you know we're like editing process still trying to you know maybe do some querying yeah. but it's you know we're learning so much about indie publishing again too so yes. Yes. so it's it's good to see the balance and see what, what you know well, I've got a spreadsheet
2: Good. for you. Then I will send you. Okay. <laughs> All the small publisher contacts that I've got.
0: <laughs> awesome! Yeah. Thanks. Well, I, congratulations on that. I mean, I think just going through the process of 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 trying to find those agents and not maybe working that avenue and then finding another avenue that's that's success. Yeah. That's a success. Well, I actually, wow.
2: my my you third know? book, which is uh, I, I actually got an agent. You know, and uh, oh but, wow. Well, it's been a year, and he's had no success. Um, So we're probably going to have to, you know, go independent on that one too eventually. But
1: so, is the third book that you're marketing right now? Is that a continuation of this, or totally different?
2: It is totally different, but it is actually starting. um, It's all finished and everything, but it's it's the start of of kind of a series. Um, Oh, cool! San Francisco detectives in it, Uh, and I've got. I started. I'm about fifty thousand words into number four, and I got about. 50 pages into about number five that I just all of a sudden I just had this urge to start writing this other one. (laughs) I'm very linear. You know, I can't, I'm not a multitasker at all. Okay.
0: So you're linear, but you're a pantser. Yeah. And those, yeah, those seem, you know, that seems to be kind of competing, right? So that explains a
2: lot. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing seems, all the wiring is a little backwards. So.
0: (laughs) So do you keep a, a steady schedule? I mean, do you try to get in your chair every morning at a certain time or no
2: i am really i am really hit or miss and I, you know i was at killer nashville um last year and i met uh alexandra ivy and, okay. and she was one of the you know the guest speakers there and we were in we were in line uh in the wine line <laughs> Yeah,
1: <laughs> we've been to those yeah. conferences. Call comes back to the wine. <laughs> realized
2: that we'd both gone to the university of missouri kansas city for a while you know so we had this in common but I got just, and my wife was with me at the time. And my, uh, I think Carol, asked said, "So, what's what's your writing schedule?" And she goes, "Well, I'm, I'm ten hours a day."
0: Oh my gosh!
2: And her eyes rolled. Looked at me, and it rolled back. Because <laughs> 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 you got some work to do. <laughs> like, wow.
0: Yeah, yeah I my mean, wife probably yeah. didn't yeah. need to hear that.
1: <laughs> but awesome. I, I would think that. I mean, I know for, for a fact in in my experience this pandemic has just made everything seem weird so even if you had a schedule ahead of time i mean i bet she's not writing 10 hours a day right now in nashville
2: and, you know it's strange you'd, you'd think that this would be a re- a great time to write because you've got nothing else to do yeah but it's kind of it's kind of counterintuitive it's not the it's not exactly like that it's like you got too many other things you're thinking about you know? yeah stress yeah
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that is a Uh, that's, That's a really interesting point. I mean, I've read a lot of interviews or watched a lot of Zoom calls with authors, which is one of the great things, right, that there's more of this stuff, more Zoom calls with authors, and you can see your favorite authors, but it does seem to kind of carry through all genres that people are just in a different productivity level or a different yes. way of doing things and it's really interesting
2: we have also have like child care with our grandkids because you know our they're, they're all their daycares are closed so it kind of disrupts the day and then of course i end up getting a german shepherd puppy like five months ago on <laughs> that you know that although it's fun <laughs> it t- takes away a lot of the day
0: <laughs> right yeah that is not
1: very good no. for time use so know. do you <laughs> live do you live in a in the country kind of i mean are you no I'm,
2: we're downtown sacramento in, place oh, wow. in park oh. you know and oh. uh, old it's our, i think our house was built in 1920 across the streets of fight the original firehouse in 1906 you know I mean, not oh, wow. the original firehouse so, for this area, but.
0: So are, are there fires near you? What is like your area? Close, the closest
2: fire to us is uh, right was, was the one out in, uh, west of us, uh, near Dixon. And, uh, that's probably 20, 30 miles away. But the, the ash fall has just been incredible. It's like, you yeah. know, we, they, they warned us not to have our dog bowls outside because the ash falling in the water creates a lot, uh, you know, out live that the dogs can poison the dogs. And. You have to take oh a leaf bowl, clean the furniture off. It's, just, it's like a mini snowfall sometimes. You know, it's just crazy. Very ultra, ultra wow. fun. The trash, but, and the smell wow. is in a Kansas City barbecue. <laughs> really? Yeah. Which I don't mind at all. <laughs> yeah. Except you don't get the benefit of the actual barbecue. You just get the lung problems. You don't <laughs> get the taste, right? And then every other day, it's like you have to wear masks. You know, not for cold, but for the uh, yeah. air quality. Well, I thought I'd kill two birds with one stone, <laughs> so I just made one like this. You know, that's enough.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> so I'm going to have to hire control. him as our you marketer. Have... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you've well, got I the marketing was... down. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great anyway. Christy, what do you think about our our, our famous question oh, we love to ask? Yes, Should we do yes. it?
1: This is, um, <laughs> you may have heard on other episodes, but, you know, it, it's our final question that appeases everybody, I think. Um, which of your characters mm-hmm. would you like to share a meal with, and what would it be? It would
2: probably be uh, Fernando Cuervo, the, the cartel head, the capo. And it would be a tuna sandwich. We we'd be. have an albacore dinner <laughs> <laughs> or a yellowfin yeah. dinner.
1: I just, Some I'm, vegetables from his farm.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's a, he was interesting to me in that. Uh, well, so is Johnny. But you know, you want a bad guy that's not all bad, you know? Mm-hmm. The duality of the mm-hmm. personality and the way he had to get the way he got into the cartel. You know that that'd be interesting. Yeah, to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, there were some good characters. Good, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> good stories. <laughs> okay. So what's really most important is that everyone who's going to be listening to this is going to want to get a hold of this book. How is the best way for them to reach out to you if they have questions and where should they Well, it's
2: on uh, Barnes and Noble and it's also on, on Amazon, obviously. And my website yep. is Richard W. Meredith. That's M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H dot com. And I also have a, a author Facebook page, It's Richard W Meredith, uh, with a period after the W, not all together. And those are the ways to get in touch with me right now. But uh, uh, awesome. I was going to say, you know, the whole thing about marketing is that COVID kind of took me by surprise, and all the conferences and the and the signings I was going to have yeah. <laughs> didn't. Oh you know, yeah, kind of fell through, and I was kind of be- behind the eight ball on, on on social media. So I should be what you call a cautionary tale. Make sure you've got your <laughs> so it's go, you know, and not try to play catch up all the time. Yeah.
0: It's it's hard work, well, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. We're all doing the we're doing the best we yeah. can, yeah. all of us. And I, I will say I am certain that anybody who picks this up is going to have a great escape from whether it be fires or worrying about COVID, because this is a whole different level of stress (laughs) if you're reading this thing. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, no, it's a, that's what we love about, right? Thrillers. And it just takes you away from what you've got going Mm -hmm. on. And it's a real page turner. And the ending is, as Christy said, just this Wild, windy, turning ending, but really satisfying end. So I think people will love it.
1: Yeah. So um, we'd like to thank again our author, Richard Meredith, um, for a high stakes thriller about two men seeking their own justice (laughs) against brutal cartel, order his latest book, The Crow's Nest. And we'll be looking for when that next book comes out. Um, So thank you very much.
2: Well, thank you again for the opportunity. You. And you'll be on the, just on the list when the yeah. next one comes out, believe
0: me. Oh, great. <laughs> That'd be great.
2: Cheers. All right. Cheers. All right, thanks Eddie. Very much. Have a good one.
0: Thanks for joining us on today's adventure.
1: Subscribe to our podcast on our website, game of Books or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, you can give us a five-star rating or review. You can also subscribe on YouTube, where you can watch and listen. On gameofbookspodcast.com, you can find all the information about what we talked about on this episode. And you can sign up for our newsletter or enter our fun contests and giveaways. We also post our stories
0: and links on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope to see you there. I can guarantee you we had fun today. And we hope you did too. Cheers.